Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod for your free audiobook download. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Good day, you South Carolina Gamecocks. And yes, indeed, that is the most derogatory nickname that I'm allowed to even say, according to the FCC. And I thought I would do so in light of the kickoff of college football season. College football season is the best time of the year in pretty much every way. It's the best weather of the year. It's back to school. It's football season beginning. It's baseball going into the playoffs. It's the leaves changing. It's the new season. It really should be the beginning of our calendar year. It ought to really be in September, October somewhere. That's that's really should be where the year changes. It doesn't make sense to change in the middle of winter to a new year to me. It just feels sneaky. The same way they try to change the, the calendar date at midnight and go from p.m. to a.m. and say it's the next day when it's clearly still the same night. That should happen at sunup, too, by the way. Fall is also super productive, especially at Bad Christian. We've got our ears pinned back, and we've got a ton, ton, ton of stuff that we're going to be putting out, releasing, and doing in the next few months. We've got some really exciting podcast guests. We started doing live podcasts. We put the last, one, the first one out Thursday from Seattle, and we'll be putting out one of those each week. We have an ebook that we're putting out, and it's about women, masturbation, sex addiction, and porn. We're going to be releasing the BC Music compilation. That's going to be a big deal, as well as the Emory You Were Never Alone album and the new Classic Crime album very, very soon. Also, King's Kaleidoscope album will be out this year. All this stuff is supported by you guys. We don't get a paycheck from anywhere. Uh, we just make stuff. We spend a bunch of time on it, and then most of it we give away for free. So we want you guys to support us. We want you to buy a record when it comes out, but we also want to give you the opportunity to pay for, if you want to, or if you think it's worth anything, to pay for this podcast, to pay for our eBooks, to do stuff like that, and support the stuff that you like so that it keeps on going. And you can do that by going to badchristian.com forward slash podcast on our podcast page there is a contribute button and you can go there and pay i don't know a dollar a month that would help us greatly we, you could pay five dollars a month and be like a dollar an episode and thank you to everybody who's done so already appreciate it fresno toledo spartanburg when i remember when Okay, welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, everybody. Right. Toby, I want to know what your countdown was, but before I do that, King's Whoa. Kaleidoscope has a new record called Becoming Who We Are. Pre-order is up for that. Check it out. You can get some music immediately. Check, check microphone. You're going to love their new stuff. Check, check that out. Oh, yeah, well, Toby, um, what was the 3, 2, 1 countdown there? You just well, said some cities. is a big... Yeah, I said Fresno, Toledo, and Spartanburg. What are uh, those, like the, the, the newest high-tech cities in the w world or something? No, those are actually the buttholes of America. Oh. <laughs> Toby, America's a big country, and I think it has some buttholes. It has, it has buttholes. more buttholes than that, but but those are those are those Three are really tough cities. And I put Spartanburg as number one because I think of Spartanburg, South Carolina, as a butthole. I should have. I kind of maybe I'll take off from, Toledo. In all fairness, maybe I'll so. take off Toledo and put Columbia, South Carolina, oh, yeah. there too. Is a it's, it's yeah, the it's the sure. biggest, hairiest, darkest, creepiest <laughs> butthole in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Toby, I, I hope this isn't embarrassing. Matt, you got to hear this. Um, so Brett Favre posts, um, if you haven't read it, go to badchristian.com, or you don't have to, but it's really good. It's, it's just, great. It's Joey, just they did a great job. Oh, thanks, man. It's basically about when we put too much stock in heroes, and then when they do something stupid, it lets us down. And at least as Christians, 
Uh, we shouldn't have that mentality. So we're talking about this uh, in our office. Um, it's me, Toby, another guy we work with, Andy, and then the church administrator, Sarah. And Toby looks at all of us, and he's just like, I mean, I'm sorry, but I have to admit, he's my favorite football player. I had to check out his penis. <laughs> so basically, the article is about when, when Favre was messing around with that girl and texting pictures of his penis, and we all thought he was joking, but he was not joking. He had to check out Favre's penis. Yeah, everybody here thought it was weird, but here's the deal. Oh, Red I saw Favre, it, yeah. My yeah, that's why I say I wanted to admit that I, I looked at it. it. It was a special link where it was like, hey, did not say for work or whatever. And I was definitely, there was no way I wasn't going to check it out because he's my favorite football player of all time. Not just quarterback. I believe he's my favorite football player of all time. I've looked up to the dude. He's the reason why I got into, besides Joey, one of the biggest reasons I actually became a Green Bay Packer fan. And there's no chance I wouldn't want to see his wiener. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't sexual. I wasn't going, oh, man. All right. <laughs> I don't know. You have to clarify with that. I just wanted to see it. Just like you know what I mean. Like if you said, "Hey, there's Brett Favre's butt," I would look. <laughs> I would look at it, Matt. Wouldn't you? And, see, and I think people I are did, lying. I did look no. at the pictures as well. So obviously, I mean, I guess you're just saying it and more Joey openly. Said, but I, saw I, saw it. It. I looked at. The, there's I, something in you that like, "Hey, man, I just want to see that." Thing. No, see, I need to see that thing. No, there's something that says, no. "I need." But then to how see did you see it? it? I Joey? looked at it because I wanted to really see. Like he he texted a picture of his wiener, and it was just like I've got to see that. But it wasn't because I wanted to see Brett Favre's wiener. I just think I like the dude. <laughs> I think he's cool. His wiener's there for me to see. What? Why not? Okay, so let's <laughs> what's get, holding people back? Let's give Toby a test. You like David Son? You want to see his wiener? If I had to be truthfully honest, if we drew the podcast, David Son said, "Hey, listen, it's gonna be weird. I'm just gonna pull my wiener out. I would look at it. I would. <laughs> That's so crazy." <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Y'all wouldn't, y'all, if Dave Bazan would have pulled his wiener out during the podcast, you would not have looked at Probably it. Probably would. Is that what you're saying? You would have turned away? <laughs> Joey's literally dying. That's very Matt, funny. If you were, if you'd have been here, yes, I would look. You're okay, you're just saying, Toby. That you like our looked. pediatrician, Doctor Clifford? <laughs> no, don't bring him into this. No, 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 no. He's too great of a man. I would look away just out of respect. But maybe I'd want to just because. <laughs> we're all about being open and honest here. If it's just a human part of the body you don't ever get to see and I'm just like well there it is <laughs> I didn't I mean that's it, it all right even like, Toby hey, I, wonder, point. I wonder what sorry are you glad that him. you've seen mine sure I'm glad I've seen I've seen both of y'all's wieners I'm glad with that that's okay, okay. I mean, it's not it's all I'm saying is it's not like Do you want to see mine now no I don't I don't want to I've already seen it I don't that's what I'm saying I don't go back every day and check out Brett Barf's wiener <laughs> You I don't, don't have it bookmarked. Have it, bookmarked. <laughs> <laughs> it was just—it was like a one-time thing. Where I was like, "Hey, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. This just fell into my <laughs> proverbial lap, and I want—I <laughs> just want to see it." So oh, I just don't, Matt, man. do you really think that's that weird? Don't you think most no, people? No, I don't. Probably I just think it's funny that you're saying it, and your point's well taken. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear, though. People, I don't think can always tell who's talking on this podcast. Have y'all heard that? People saying, "I can't tell whose voice is whose" because you all have southern accents. Have y'all got? Have y'all got people uh, saying that before? I hear it all the, no, all the time. No. So anyway, I want to be clear I heard that this is that's Toby talking right there. But do y'all don't have Matt, people really, telling you that they have trouble telling us apart? No, except for your dad couldn't tell me and you apart. You said that on the podcast. Yeah, my dad couldn't um, tell the difference. But 
Hey, you know, uh, you know, Andy actually said that he thinks you're just as nasally as me, and honestly, nasally? I have to, I have to disagree. All right, well, then yeah, let's he, let's have people weigh in on on Facebook or Twitter. Who I'm definitely is the, the nasally sounding person. It ain't me. I'm definitely. I mean, I'm I'm. It's not me. I'll tell you that. Uh, much. Hey, Toby, you do an impression hey, of Joey being nasally, and you do an impression of me talking. Just do both of the impressions, and we'll see which feature comes out more. How does Joey sound when he talks? Mm, you guys got any pizza? Uh, oh, oh, I like burgers, too. Honestly, I like everything, man. That's great. That's a smorgasbord. Well, how do I sound and when then, I talk? Uh, I, I, well, yours is kind of that. Is, is it? It's kind of yours. Yeah, you kind of do the same voice when you imitate me. Yeah, yeah, it is. But also, Matt is, uh, loves to talk while he's eating. Uh, Joey just is focused on the food. Matt likes to continue talking. So Matt's always like, um, um. So the DNA molecule strand that they studied. In the <laughs> so basically, that's the same voice. There's a lot of breathing. So you're kind of confirming what people are saying that our voices sound similar. I and guess and Joey right. and I are both no, nasal because no. you use the same impression for both of us. I believe mine's probably kind of nasally too. I think as I've gotten older, <laughs> uh, I've changed my voice a little bit, and I it's easier to talk nasally, like just project through your nose. I think so. I think that's kind of yeah, what maybe so. But hey, nobody uh, says nasally. Anyway, that's I'll not the point. Like is that uh, it's not nasally is the thing. I guess it's being southern that most people give us a lot of uh, crap for is, is having such southern accents. And you got to check this out. I was out at happy hour with some people the other night, and we go to this table, and there's a guy there. He's a Chinese guy. And uh, I meet him, I talk to him, and he can barely speak English. Like, he can just barely speak English. It's hard to understand. And uh, I don't remember what his name was. And he, I, I introduced myself, said, hey, how's it going? And he said, uh, I talked to him for about two minutes. And so he, he, his accent is basically like this. Like, he went down, he went to pray over his meal, and then somebody stole a fry. And then when he came back up, he goes, I was afraid for you to take my food. Like, that's the kind of, that's where he's at with learning English. And so yeah. then after he meets me, he goes, you have a funny accent. You talk funny. He was going on and on about how I have a hilarious, funny, weird accent. So even a Chinese person <laughs> that barely speaks English thinks that I sound like a maniac, apparently. Well, that's kind of interesting because you, you do live in Seattle, so I'm certain he just does not hear anybody talk like you hardly ever and probably thought you weren't from America. I mean, we, we, we've said that before, but we've gotten that. Like I, When we first moved to Seattle, people thought we were from England or Australia, they nobody ever said South Carolina. No, yeah, he's like, start with. Yeah, people aren't familiar with the Southeast out in on the West Coast at all. Like, they think I'm. Yeah, he thought I was from England or something like that. It's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Hey, let me tell y'all something that's been going on with me. Um, you know, when you guys met me, I was pro you know y'all knew me when I was at the height of my depression. In fact, you know, Toby. I shut him off and really hurt his feelings and, you know, all that sort of thing. So I actually, it took, it was 2004 um, when I feel like I really got on my feet consistently. And uh, part of that process was getting on antidepressants. And I've been on Zoloft now for a decade. <clears throat> well, typically uh, it's, it's been a easier road, but there's still been some ups and downs, but I look back on the time when I when I first met y'all. I'm just like, man, if this if this is where I'm at now, then Zoloft is is great, and there's no need to change. But I say I would say as of recent, uh, the last two years, I've had more downs than ups, which isn't good. So I uh, went to the doctor and I just said, look, 
um, I'm willing to try something different. Now, and did they just say your body got used to it, like a, another chemical? That's a or that's a potential. Okay. Your body builds up um, immunity, kind of exactly. <clears throat> so uh, I said, look, I, I I just think that um, I'm at a point now to where there's more lows than I'm willing to uh, deal with, you know, with just sticking with Zoloft. So let me try something different. Well. Let me say this. Before I was on Zoloft, I used to be super emotional. I would cry at like any movie, TV shows. My brother wrote me uh, two letters, uh, you know, trying to encourage me with scripture and stuff uh, when I was depressed. And I would cry every time I read it. I, I mean, I just cried all the time. Toby had seen me cry. Yeah, I walked in one time and Joey was sitting in front of the computer screen and literally just sobbing. And I was like, man, what's wrong? And he was just staring at Brett Favre's wiener. <laughs> okay, so um, basically... I used to think, all right, if an antidepressant rebalances your chemicals, I wasn't sure if all of those crying emotions and everything was how I was supposed to be. Because when I started taking Zoloft, not only did it help me with my depression, but it also knocked off all those emotions where I just rarely cry at movies and all that stuff. Well, I have been weaned off of Zoloft, and now I'm taking a different medicine forgot what it's called because it's kind of brand new. <laughs> yeah, uh, Morphine, um, it, but it's, <laughs> they call it Morphine-y. Um, but anyway, I am back to my emotional self. Let me give you, I actually wrote down some things that so I've how actually cried taken? about. How huh? long did, did, did that happen? Once the Zoloft was out of my system, it was immediate. Okay. Whoa. So, it's not, it's, immediate. so it's not even an effect. I know that is. So that's not even an effect of the new drug. That's actually... Zoloft Joey. is out of the system. That's just so I don't know if this is my real self. Yeah, or yeah of well, course Who it else is. would it be? You said your emotion, those be? certain emotions came back. So tell us more about it. Yeah, but my real self is not um, imbalanced depression. That's the result of the fall. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So do you think, I'm asking, do you think the Zoloft then Well, then nobody's the real depression? self except for in heaven. So yeah, you're right. There's no, there's yeah. no okay, objective right. reality, but your natural human self is you without medication. That, that is a standard right, so, of some sort. So yeah. I listen. I listened to Naeem's podcast, and when he talked about um, when you know Jesus stepped into the picture, I really got choked up and started crying because just and which was very encouraging to me. I was like, "Wow, the gospel has not touched me like that in a while." I watched a link to Brittany uh, Ruiz on the uh, what's the show the called View. on? Yep, the View. And when she was giving her testimony, and when Craig Gross, I told Priscilla this when Craig Gross said. We just gave her a shirt that said Jesus loved porn stars and stuff. I seriously lost it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, I listened to Andy Christinger's music on the way to Florida, on the way to Boca Raton, leaving his house from Jacksonville, and cried at some of the songs that I used to cry. sobbing or just No, just you get that hole in, you know, that lump in your throat and everything. I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, I'm back to 1999 Joey. Wow. (laughs) But right now it, it is very refreshing to be able to cry at stuff like that. So now, you feel like you're yourself again. I mean, that's super freaky sounding to me. Like you're saying yeah. you haven't been yourself since 2004, and in some way that's what you're saying. Like, in certain ways. I mean, in certain ways. Obviously, Toby doesn't feel like he's just working with a totally different person. Like it's like a second personality. No, but actually, just, I, I've been meaning to talk to you. No, about I'm not saying <coughs> schizo, but I'm, I'm saying. I'm not saying that I have not cried. I have I have cried a lot. But I'm know, just saying fundamentally, are, are we talking about here that like, why wouldn't they recommend it that you go through detox periods where you just check yourself out and you do no medication for a month just to make sure who you are and how it's affecting you then? Seems like that would be necessary. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, yeah, I mean. Now, have you started new medication? Yeah. 
Was there even a hint uh, in your brain, or well, I guess hint isn't the right word, but was there any ideas in your mind of like maybe I could go without it, or did you experience any like serious depression without the medication? I know it might just have been a, maybe you didn't get triggered or it just didn't. Occur Here's the thing. The Here's the thing. For me, my depression got so bad where I will, I'll take my depression being gone and the real Joey being altered any day over mm-hmm. me being just a depressed. So you're willing to sacrifice mess. some aspects of your personality to avoid yes. the deep depression, yes. no, no matter what. And, and 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 part of that is because I'm married to a girl that I love, and I have kids that I love. And the depressed Joey is is not a good dad, not a good husband. Hmm. And um, so part of it is just responsibility. There's no way I can just let myself go into a uh, horrible, depressed state with no answer. That's interesting the way you said that. Like the first thing when you said that, which is strange. and I said what? What you just said about uh, you're willing, you would rather be on medication as opposed to totally depressed. Right. When you said that, the first thing that popped in my mind, I've never thought about this way. So this is Is a fat joke. No, I promise. I'm okay. not. I'm not joking at all. Uh, and I've never thought about it this way. And it's the first thing that's popped in popped into my head was it's interesting that you say it that way because it could potentially be. Could, do you have you ever seen it this way? Same as Jesus. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us uh, if if you look at a woman, I say that you have lusted, and it'd be better for you to pluck out your eye right. than to go on, like literally. If plucking out your eye would inhibit you, if you plucked out both your eyes, it would inhibit you. Uh, in a certain ways in life, right? Yeah. So maybe or could it be tied into that idea of, man, rather than experience full emotion or whatever that can be outrageous, I will pluck some of that out of me so that I can actually love my family better. So, or, okay, that yeah. brings up a yeah. really yeah, good point. And, because Joey, yeah, so and let's to- not for- yeah, but hang on. What Toby's saying there is yeah. really <clears throat> important because he's suggesting, and I think you might be saying this too, that when you're your natural, unmedicated self and depressed, the way that you are tend to operate and will operate as a husband and a father will not will actually be sinful. Like it's not, it is your fault. Like it is yeah. sin for you to be either detached or lazy or. Whatever it is, that yeah. I don't really even understand it, but you're acknowledging that in your natural state, you would be sinful in a depressed state and do a bad job right. of stuff that's wrong. Now, right. also, I, I think we should clarify that I think that you would also be almost helpless to it, and and, and you are would love to not be that way. But responsible, we're not saying nonetheless. depressed people are... Right, we're yes. not we're not saying depressed people are the same as vicious murderers. Well, that's, even, that's, not, that's not the sin we're talking about. What we're talking about here is this is something that you would choose not to have. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like, I think most depressed people are like, I don't want to be depressed, so... I, I can do this, and it might in actually be me cutting out something in my life that is unhealthy for me or my family. Yeah, but let's you know, some people would call BS on saying it's not something I would have control over, and I'm okay with that. But I do agree with Matt that it is my responsibility. But I do want to say this: I want to, you know, for for people that don't know, I was very, I got to a point where I was very anti-medicine because I had tried so many medicines and none of them worked, and I was just like, well, screw medicine. Well, so the first two years of marriage for Priscilla was just hell because I was just up and down, up and down. Every time I was not depressed, I was like, next time I get depressed, I'm going to be a better husband. I'm just going to overcome it. I'm just going to be tough as nails, and I psych myself up. Well, can you give us an example of what does the bad husband do when he's depressed? Bad husband is uh, very short fuse, uh, very quiet, emotionally detached, uh, very frustrated, uh, will say things that uh, are very mean mm-hmm. uh, that my natural self just doesn't say 
Um, it, it's just crazy, man. And so I would always psych myself up. I'd be like, next time I get depressed, I'm not going to do that sort of thing. And then I always, you know, fall into it. So here's what happened. Um, I realized that I had an idol worship problem. And I know this sounds really crazy, but my idol was being healed from depression because I had an attitude of when God removes depression, I'll be able to serve him more. When God removes depression, I'll be a good husband. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I was just like, holy crap, I'm worshiping God doing something and not God. And so that realization just blew me away. And I remember telling God, I was like, God, if I'm depressed for the rest of my life, I don't think you're going to get as much use out of me, but I'm not going to use that as an excuse anymore. And I'm okay with me, myself being depressed my whole life because I know what heaven's going to be like. And I would say within two or three months, I won't go into the whole story um, but Priscilla was just like, please go to the doctor. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. I've already found my peace with God. I'll do whatever makes you happy. And so I went back to the doctor. That's when they um, subscribed Zoloft. So. Prescribed. I don't think you subscribed to it. <laughs> I said subscribed. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Prescribed. Um, so, you know, ever since then, it hasn't been about the medicine. It hasn't been about the depression. It's It's been about God. And uh, sure, I mean, there, there's times where I still sin in my depression and maybe some, you know, but it, it's just uh, I do believe God works in whatever way he wants to work. And for those of you that really, truly have depression and maybe you feel bad about getting medicine, I know some of you. Um, I don't know if you're listening, but I know people that you know you're depressed, you know you're messed up in your mind, and you just won't take medicine. I just want to challenge you to think about when Jesus spit on the ground All right, so he healed a bunch of people by just touching their eyes. Yep, I'll touch you. You're healed. Oh, she touched the hem of my garment. She's healed. But then a dude's going to come up to him, and he's going to spit in the ground and make mud and rub it over the... Why did did Jesus have to do that? No, that's because Jesus does whatever he wants to do. He heals people however he wants to. So for me, it's kind of a thorn. I tell people, yeah, I'm on antidepressants. You think that makes me sound good? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So that's... That's my thing. Well, what I hear that's really key in all the stuff that you're saying is that you are taking responsibility in your sin and you're admitting that you're messed up, too. Yeah. And at the same time that you have that you will do whatever you can to serve God first, however that works out. So it could be no medicine. It could be medicine, whatever. And no matter what, you're not blaming. You're not fully blaming your condition so to speak but at the same time it's really freaky sounding to me i can't I, it's never going to be easy for me to understand or reconcile the human mind is just wild it's yeah. just hard to but reconcile think, that you can alter a personality with a chemical that's really crazy yeah see i don't know why that i mean i understand matt it's weird it's weird to <laughs> us to say hey if you take this pill you might cry less yeah, <laughs> this won't affect you as much. That 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 is like a wild thought, like that the, the mind could be manipulated that way or whatever. But at the same time, that's your brain. Ma- I know it makes total sense of you know you, people drink alcohol to yeah. manipulate their mind or do. Uh, we were talking about that today. That um, I guess drugs and alcohol and stuff have like carbohydrates in them, and those carbohydrates can seep into your brain and change yeah. you and stuff like that. But anyway, I think it is great to see or hear about as well. Uh, just that we are all weak or susceptible to something. And the truth is, um, if there's something about you that you're just like struggling with, or you think, man, what is this? Or, or I want something. It's the first place that's always the safest to go to is Jesus. And I know that sounds cliche, but just, just turning to God and saying, Hey, you, you made me this way. What, 
what is this? What does this look like? And where can I go from yeah, here? Yeah, what does this mean? I think that's what you do. It's, it, and it's not an easy fix. I don't think your fix was, <laughs> hey, you know what? I feel weird. I'm going to take medicine. That's yeah. not that wasn't your journey. I don't think that's anybody's journey. Figure it out. Take time. Take years. Yeah, it might take a while, but that's yeah. okay. That's do what you think we're you have a special understanding out. for those with addiction, Joey? Like more than than other people would, because it's like something that there may be treatment for but it's part of their personality like the addiction part is part of somebody's personality you know and then it's a part that's bad uh no i don't think it gives me extra insight into addictions maybe it does and i don't realize it um well i'm but, just saying uh, that addictions pe- people would say with addictions that alcoholic i mean this is part of their personality and the way that they're made and built that makes them have a hard time with even if they take responsibility still for the fact that they're an alcoholic or when they drink or get drunk it's they still would say well it's my brain makes me this way it makes me want more i can't stop i, w- I want to but i can't and i know i'm responsible yeah so i get that you know what I mean? but i would say i would say my i would say my uh my other sins um, that I struggle with would help me understand that even more. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, but I will say this: it helps me understand all of our wives more. And yeah. I know that sounds really uh, maybe um, chauvinistic, but uh, I, at least my wife would admit that uh, once a month, um, and it wasn't <laughs> always this way in our in our marriage. But after having kids and stuff, once a month, she really does feel like, man, I I need to be able to manage these emotions, and they're way harder to control. And it's been a, a, a blessing in disguise for her because she feels like that helps her understand my depression. Ah, so you like act in like ways that you wouldn't sure. normally act or don't want to act and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel for sure that I understand uh, women and hormones and, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, you can't. Joey doesn't understand addiction, though. This is Joey's the guy that called me and texted me and thought that he had 104 temperature because he thought I maybe gave him decaf coffee. He has to have caffeinated totally coffee, and he out thinks of he had 104 <laughs> temperature. That's not true. So, Toby, you're saying that we have to turn to God with whatever we are struggling with. Right. Now, you would agree that you could also turn to X3 Watch for your ultimate answer. Like, it's either God or X3 Watch. <laughs> it's either or. Yeah, that's either God or choices. X3 Watch. Yeah, that's your only two yeah, choices. I mean, you agree, right? X3 Watch is a powerful force in this universe. It's awesome. I wouldn't say it's one of the most powerful. Matt would probably say, like, gravity or yeah, it's well, more powerful than X3. But it, I, is, it I, is powerful. I have thought about powerfully worshiping good. X3. <laughs> I've just thought about it. <laughs> you have not thought that. Joey. Yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe X3 is God. Like, he has his biggest idolatry problem is, should he worship God or <laughs> X3 Watch? Is the X3 software. <laughs> well, let me say that the, the thing about X3 software that we do want to be real clear about is it is a useful tool for helping you manage your life. It's not a spiritual answer, and we don't believe that people yeah. are healed by just modifying their behavior. However, X3 Watch is an extremely useful tool for not being, uh, for not putting yourself in harm's way and temptation's way to take what your natural state <coughs> is of uh, a depravity or weakness in the flesh, so to speak. Uh, it, it prevents you from being confronted, putting yourself in dangerous situations. It helps us block pornography on our computers and keep each other accountable. And so that's why we like and support X3 Watch so much. Not because we believe that behavior modification is the best thing in the world. So, Matt, how do they get that, buddy? Well, X3 Watch, you can go to, obviously, x3watch.com. Very simple. And then even better than that is x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian, where you can get the software, the full version of the software. There's also a free one for half off. And it's very, very, very cheap. 
if you look at it, especially over the whole year, it costs not much more than a cup of coffee for the month, and it can really help you can really help you get a grip on your the way you use the internet. It'll help you see things a lot more clearly. Yeah, another easy way to go there is just uh, <laughs> when your wife comes into the room, just stay on the website you're on, and then she will easily link you up with X3 Watch. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Toby, I'm sorry, but you have X3 Watch on your computer now, so if we ever see yahoo.com slash images Brett Favre penis whitelist we're going yep. to talk to you yep <laughs> <laughs> yep I didn't even think of that <laughs> there's oh, a awesome. there's a bunch of amazing uh, features on x3 watch where you can whitelist certain sites such as Brett Favre's penis.com and they would uh, never wa- <laughs> that, that would never be banned x3 knows how awesome Brett Favre is. <laughs> Hey, I really do think that if we knew someone that knew Brett Favre, he's so down to earth. I think he probably oh, do it. Please, oh, no way. Hell, sure. I, I don't think he's down do. to earth at all. I don't. Th- I think he's a mega diva. Personally, <laughs> I like man, him. As, so I like him on the field, but that's him. it. No, I don't. What think if he so. tossed the ball with us? I don't oh, think so. Man, how Did cool you just be? say what if he touched your ball? I said what if he tossed. <laughs> I said, what if he tossed the ball around the football? But anyway, enough of sports. We're going to take a commercial break. And, and then, then we're going to be back with serious yeah, we're evolution serious is pollution science talk. after this. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to prove how Joey what used to be an amoeba, uh, and now he is a depressed large man. Yep, and that Toby is reversing evolution. He's going back to the monkey age. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey age. <laughs> All right, guys, we want to tell you about our new sponsor, Audible. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of tens of thousands of audiobooks for download to your computer, smartphone, and MP3 player. Right now, I'm, I'm actually reading a book called Redemption by um, Mike Wilkerson, an awesome book, and it's not even that huge of a release. And I went on Audible and actually saw that they have this book on audio, so the selection is unbelievable. Yeah, for me, I went to Audible, uh, and I actually used audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod because I want to support our podcast. And we hope <laughs> you want to support our podcast. Yeah, I want to support our <laughs> podcast. Well, it's free. That's what's so cool. Audible is so awesome because they're supporting our podcast. They have a free trial. Yep, they have a free trial. And uh, I love kind of the scarier end-of-the-world books. And uh, I actually just recently read The Road. And uh-huh. uh, which is cool because you say red, but you listen. But uh, we were on a trip, and I listened to it uh, while we were on the trip, and then at night in bed because sometimes my book light bothers my wife, keeps her awake, and stuff like that. And it's really nice to fall mm-hmm. fall asleep to listening to a story. You can close your eyes, listen to the story, really be engulfed in the story. That's what Audible provides. It's just a you're real, into it. Yeah, you're just totally into it, and someone's reading it to you. I love the scary books like Stephen King books, all this stuff. And when they're when someone's reading it, and it's this really kind of creepy male voice that's reading this scary part of a story, I just get so involved. It's, it's I, and the images are in my mind, but I'm listening. It's almost like listening to a movie, and it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those ways, too, that you guys can really help us out as far as just promoting the sponsors that, that we're promoting, and, and this is a huge win for you. You can get a free audiobook if you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. And we really, really are asking you to do this. It is a big favor to us. It'll make us look good for our first um, really big corporate sponsor. So please, it's free, and we, we're really asking you to support us in this way, to go sign up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com 
forward slash bcpod. You have to go through that link. Yep. And it's really easy to sign up. If you already have an Amazon account, then uh, you, you have a login sitting. You just use that login when you get there. Yeah, support this podcast by going to audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. You get a free book, and you get to help this podcast keep right on chugging along. Listen wherever and whenever you want, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. Don't forget, you get a free audiobook of your choice when you sign up today. Audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. And we're back. Yes. We are back. All right. Uh, Matt, I was thinking of a great idea since uh, you're kind of our resident science guy, science mm-hmm. nerd, science geek, science weirdo, science kind of uncomfortable person. Um, <laughs> could you maybe start with a science lesson by Matt? Yes. And then we can bring Tyler on and he can, you know, totally agree or dispute or we can just get right to a heated Yeah, the debate. point of the, today's science lesson is not for me to educate Tyler is, or the audience. It's just to keep you two guys in line for this discussion. I'm going to give you some you background up, on science man. so that we will have a civil discussion with Tyler. Matt, go right ahead, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, electromagnetism, evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. All right, so I resent. I still resent that last statement. Man. And why is that, Christians. Joey? Well, because there's a lot of very, very smart Christian scientists, and you just write them all off as stupid. No, I didn't say all. I'm just that's a generalization. Yeah, it is a. It's a stereotype. That's just a generalization that is effective and useful. Now, well, your butt stinks. All right, so what what we want what I want to do today is frame this discussion with Tyler so that we can talk about evolution and science and things like that without it becoming really stupid like it normally is. So we all want to acknowledge that there are some Christians who have effed up agendas when it comes to stuff, homeschooling, science. Yeah, the Presbyterians. Okay. And we 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 also admit that there are some people who are or claim to be scientists who have effed up agendas as well, right? I totally agree. Okay, so since those things are true, we're going to discount either one of those. So we're not going to take a logical thing and then say, yeah, but they are trying to make my kids do this and and whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about actual stuff. So I just think that science in general, when it comes to science or evolution, it's a totally manufactured debate when there is actually no debate necessary. Not debate necessary. There's no uh, sides necessary. So science doesn't threaten anything Christian. It really doesn't. Um, okay. uh, evolution itself doesn't even threaten Christianity, in my opinion. So I'm going to give you an example of uh, what science really is about and, and a way to think about it before anybody talks about it. So what I want to do is a little bit Just of science history. Just don't quote Darwin. Just a little bit. Don't quote Darwin. This is a little bit of science history for you. He so accepted Christ on his deathbed. Science is a pragmatic <laughs> thing where, where what all its, its aim is is to be useful in its explanations and predictions that it makes. That's the point of science. That's why we do it, and that's how we use it. So, and, and uh, the main thing is science is not a truth claim in the way that 
religion is. So science isn't trying to say this is the ultimate nature, fundamental nature of reality in the universe. Science is more so saying this, if we do this and we use this model or this theory to predict stuff, it is the most currently useful thing that yields the best results. And we're fine with being wrong because when we're wrong, that means we've found something even better and more useful. So let's look all the way back to the ancient Greeks. So what they had for science is what something they call the four elements. So they had air, fire, earth, and water. Garlic. And so, and garlic. And so what they would do is they said all these things, these are the four fundamental things that everything's made up of. And there's air, and the air likes to be with air, and it's that lightest, highest one. Then there's fire. Then there's uh, the earth, so rocks and dirt and stone. And then they're the, they, they like to all be together. And then there's water, and it likes to be together. And that explains a lot of stuff. And so they thought those were the four elements, so to speak. So and we obviously that, yeah. know that things are made up of different things than that and that's not true but that was science at the time and for them it was very useful they they that would make predictions like a stone would roll downhill off of the mountaintop and and is going to be lower with the rest of the earth if you put a stone up in the air it'd fall down if you put water on a mountain it'll run down and get with the other water so that is very useful for them in making predictions of what would happen like if you release a stone or water or air where which direction it would go and what would happen with it so yeah, it's like if you have a, a whole large pepperoni pizza sitting in front of you you know it's going to oh, be attracted to joey's stomach now. Right. now i understand okay. now I yeah, so, so that stuff. is that, that is science I, being useful. I didn't useful. understand at first. And so when science is, uh, so then when somebody comes along with a better model, then that's great. So then we came al- along, so that was their theory, so to speak. It was theory, elemental, whatever theory. So then when, uh, later when we had things like the theory of gravity, uh, we have, we can make much better predictions. That was, that was Newton's version of the of the universe and that made much better predictions and and explained things much better. So and then when Einstein came out relativity, now we know, oh, that dumb Newton, he was way wrong about a lot of stuff and Einstein's model of relativity is much much better. So all of science is predicated Now was Fig Newton's his greatest invention Fig's or Newton's not? Fig his first invention, yeah. Okay, just checking and so that out. Pe- so people basically science is always geared at uh trying to find out why science is wrong. Not reinforcing and to, and why to it's right. And teach our children that God doesn't exist. And but yeah, keep going. Yeah. So that so you have to think of it that way. If there's a if there was a scientist that could disprove evolution, it, for instance, he would do so by coming up with a better theory that would make more predictions. And, it's already been and, done, my friend. And, Genesis. And it would work. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But they would uh, scientists would love to disprove uh, nuclear theory, atomic theory, not disprove them, but but improve them by saying why they're wrong because here's a better model that makes better predictions and does better stuff. So that's that's all it is. So that if there's fringe scientists out there that are really interested in trying to push an agenda that's political or something like that, then we're that we're not talking about that. But 99.9 people percent of people in science are simply using the best tools we have to make the best predictions and we'll be very thrilled when we find out a better comprehensive explanation and theory so they don't that is a fundamental problem people have when they're looking at the uh, religion versus science debate science loves to prove that it was previously wrong and uh, and that's the bottom line so there's no argument about that so the problem we have is when we have religious stuff or the bible and it makes people uh say that science is wrong or disprove it, but it doesn't offer anything useful or, or to, uh, to do any science with. So it's not useful to science. Therefore, it's not important. Nobody cares what the Bible says if it doesn't help you perform and do more science. But that doesn't mean it's threatening. 
here's what I don't understand. One week I read that there potentially could be a multiverse, and the next week they legalize gay marriage. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> can you tell me? Can you explain that? I mean, isn't it? You know what I mean? I'm still t- stuck on the pepperoni pizza. All right. So to close, and we'll talk about this with Tyler a little bit. Uh, I think it's there is no issue at all with people who completely day in and day out do evolutionary science. Um, and believe in evolutionary science as far as that's the best way to study genetics, to study stuff, to make predictions, to do cancer research, and to be a seven-day creationist at the same time. Those things are not even opposed to each other. One is a useful tool, and the other is your faith. So there's not another model that will help you do cancer research than the evolutionary theory as it is currently. So no problem. You can completely do both of those, theoretically. Now, most people obviously don't, but that is possible, and that includes lesson in science to frame our conversation. So we don't need to get into the political part. We're not going to get into this other stuff. Now we're just going to talk to Tyler about his work and what he thinks about that. That's Science for Christians this week. That's right. So bad Christian nation. How you like to yeah, I still just, I think we all agree. Just don't teach it to our kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just please keep it out of the schools. Keep, no, keep it the hell out of our schools. Yeah. Or, yeah. Keep or, it in hell where it belongs. Yeah, it, goes, it needs to be in hell. I'll That's study right. science in hell. <laughs> Tell me, let's get to our guest. Tell them about it. Uh, we have Tyler Frankie, and I was wondering how to say his last name. It's an interesting last name, and I was right in my thoughts. So I'm already scientifically potentially smarter than him <laughs> or Matt. But he runs a website called God of Evolution. He has a book, a uh, really interesting guy, has a great view on science and Christianity and evolution. So I'm expecting fireworks. I'm expecting profanity, insanity. Uh, insanity t- also. Yeah. Uh, amoebas changing Paramecium's. and not changing. Paramecium's. Uh, cells splitting. Uh, matter, be- becoming aware that it's matter. I'm expecting all of these things to be answered. <laughs> and I'm expecting Tyler to evolve himself on the way to hell. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. We, we don't know who's going to hell. That's not scientific. <laughs> all right, well, Tyler, welcome to the show. Do you agree with the stuff I've been saying we've been saying so far? Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, some of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I say there that you found errant? That's just my comprehensive uh you know, flyby of the point of science and and how it intersects with religion. But what what did you t- you take issue with anything I said there? Well, I certainly agree that uh, you know what you said about uh, the science shouldn't be a, a problem for Christians. That, that any form of science, uh, you know, the way that I uh, think of it is really that science is um, a, a just a very useful um, and a very effective way to explore and gain new knowledge about uh, the universe that God's created. You know, it's, it's really a way to explore God's creation. So when you think of it that way, um, you know, I think that Christians should be totally supportive of science because it'd be like uh, if you're a big fan of Shakespeare, you'd want to study his work. You know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be afraid of uh, studying Romeo and Juliet and be afraid that it would disprove that Shakespeare exists or, uh, you know, that it would uh, change the way you think about Shakespeare. You just learn more about the person who, who wrote uh, that play. Um, so I certainly agree with that. Um, I, I also agree that, uh, that uh, you know, in, in maybe uh, the Christian community, but also probably in the general public, uh, just at large, um, there's kind of a, a, a misunderstanding about uh, uh, what scientists do and, um, uh, you know, the work that they do and their goals. Um, I appreciated the way that you described, uh, you know, science being a tool, uh, 
uh, not necessarily yeah, making tool, ultimate right? truth claims. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily making ultimate truth claims. I mean, science um, uh, as its goal. I mean, maybe there might be some some people that uh, just the way some scientists the way they phrase things. Maybe it seems like they're saying like this is the ultimate fact, but really at its core, science uh, can't do that. Science can't say we've discovered everything. We know 100% uh, that we're right. Uh, there's no possible way that this could be wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, it's uh, all the evidence that we have available to us right now and all the tests that we can think of to do and all the observations we can make point toward this. Right. So, I mean, basically, if you want to look at it one way, and this isn't a critique of science, I think it's one of its most powerful things, all science we've ever had previously to now, in some sense, we would say was wrong, as in because what we think now is better. So basically, all science has always been proven wrong in a sense. Let's take like a to. Let's take a to here uh, for our audience. Tyler, are you a Christian? Uh, yes. Yeah, I am. I'm. I, I consider myself uh, an evangelical, born again Christian. Uh, uh, basically, uh, became a Christian in college when I was a freshman. Um, had a, a born again experience with God, and I've uh, been on that road ever since. Awesome. Now. Would you say you get a lot of flack from your fellow evangelical Christians as far as your beliefs are concerned? <laughs> On my website, yes. Um, in my church and in my friends and the people that I serve with and uh, do ministry with, uh, no, it's not really a big deal. Uh, a lot of times people will be surprised. Um but I think that uh, it's it's been very helpful. You know, people uh, know me, see that uh, my faith is real um, and, and whatnot, and, and it ends up not being a, a big deal. Gotcha. And there, well, there, why don't we just get right into it? Well, yeah, let me ask—I want to ask Matt, Toby, and Tyler something. Matt, is this an essential issue to the Christian faith? In oh, other words, uh, in other words, if, if, uh, if someone says, I believe evolution— and I'm a Christian, would you write someone off as a Christian? Of course not. Toby, essential? Is this an essential to our Christian faith? Not to me, no. Uh, Tyler, not essential? Not to anybody. Well, it is to some people. No, it for sure is. To people. Ray Comfort, it might be. No, well, Matt, here, here's where it goes. Matt, here's where it goes. Someone says, Genesis is clearly anti-evolution. If you believe in evolution, you don't believe in the Bible. If you don't believe in the Bible, you can't be a Christian. Therefore, all right. Well, we don't we don't engage with such people as that. Yeah, we don't engage with those people. We definitely do. Yeah. Well, let's just hear Tyler's stance on evolution. The name of Tyler's website is GodofEvolution.com. And so, Tyler, hang on a second. That, of course, that's not a central issue. Like, of. Of course, yes. we all agree strongly that that is a non-central it, issue. No, it shouldn't That's be, but it is. Yeah, it is for people. Of course. I'm saying man. I agree. Yeah, No, I'm just saying four. for the four of us, that is not even close to a central issue. And not even close. I agree. And it shouldn't be. But all I'm saying is for some people, it's an essential issue. You cannot yeah, believe those, in those, None of those people are on this call. Yeah, yeah and they're dumb. Well, I, I mean, I would say for sure. I don't, I don't know if I... I'm probably just not versed enough or studied enough, but I don't know what I actually think about evolution. I'm open to the idea, but I definitely don't go, yeah, evolution happened. I'm not there. But anyway, Tyler, what do you think about evolution? Your net, your website's called uh, godofevolution.com, so what? So obviously you have a stance on it. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Well, let me – I'll answer the question first. I, I'll, I'll say I agree with you guys. I don't think that it's a it's a central uh, you know issue, uh, certainly biblically – um, I think uh, several places in, in the New Testament describe pretty 
succinctly and beautifully uh, what it means to be a Christian and, and you know, what what that uh, takes uh, to, quote unquote, be saved. And I, I don't remember uh, Jesus or Paul writing about uh, evolution or uh, having a particular literal view of, of Genesis 1 through 11. Um, as being part of that. So I, I think it is very difficult to make uh, a biblical case that, um, that yeah, you, you know, you have to uh, have this certain view uh, to be a Christian. And even if you go back through thousands of years of Christian history, uh, you know, even a lot of today, a lot of modern day statements of faith, if you go back through history, the creeds, the Nicene Creed and whatnot, um, definitely don't mention evolution, don't mention a certain view of, of origins um, or even a, a particular view of Genesis. Uh, my view is that um, uh, with the website and, and evolution, I, I do think uh, based on the evidence that evolution and, and a, a very old uh, universe, uh, that those models make the best sense out of the, um, uh, the available evidence in, in biology and geology and astronomy and, and all the different fields um, uh, that we've been able to study uh, about those questions. Um, and I think that uh, that uh, it doesn't change Christianity. The, the way that I try to say it uh, succinctly is that I think that, uh, you know, people ask me, like, are you a theistic evolutionist or things like that? And I try to avoid uh, those those labels um, because uh, they can mean a lot of different things to different people. I mean, uh, theistic evolution, does that mean that I, you know, believe in some weird kind of evolution that's that's religious or <laughs> something, some yeah, weird yeah. Uh, faith? And I, and I don't. I, I just I think that evolution can be everything that the scientific evidence uh, indicates that it is, and that uh, Christianity can be everything that the Bible says it is and should be, and that those two do not need to come into any kind of conflict just because of, of what those things say. Um, and, uh, and and finally, you know, obviously, as you guys mentioned, I, I run this uh, website that's uh, basically all about evolution, so it would seem to think that uh, when I say I don't think that this is a big deal, um, that I'm kind of fooling myself because obviously I do think it was a big deal or I wouldn't write and talk about it all mm -hmm. the time. Um, but uh, really, you know, the reason that I uh, do that is because I do think, and, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning to try to stay away from this a little bit, but I have to mention it. There are some, you know, some groups and some individuals out there that uh, some of whom have a, a very large following uh, for which this is a really big issue. And they say that yeah. this is um, you know, a, a central component of what it means to be, you know, a real Christian or a Bible uh, believing Christian. And I think that that does uh, kind of hurt the gospel to a large extent. Of it kind of ties. Well, I mean, just like just recently, wasn't it wasn't it uh, Bill Nye, the science guy? And what was the Christian guy? They did that huge Ken debate. Ham. Ken Ham. Yeah. So they did that huge debate. So, it, Matt, that's why I think you're a little naive, because I think people vehemently want to deny Evolution. Christians especially. I, I don't think non-Christians probably would look, deny look, it. The Christians, and, okay, first of all, Bill Nye and Kim Ham, you, these guys are Obama and Mitt Romney. These are, these are clowns. <laughs> I, I agree. Mean, it's I, a circuit, I, oh, I think. That it's they a just, circuit they, that they do. It's their platform. It's their thing. The more, the more uh, trouble they can, the more they can trouble, trouble they can make out of it, the bigger their careers are. Yeah, for now, sure. first of all, like Bill, Nye, Bill Nye is actually cool and smart, but he has a chip on his shoulder against Christianity, and that actually makes him less credible. Okay, so that's fine, but it's just like any politician or anything else. This thing is a it's a made up debate. You don't have to uh, come really hard down on one side or the other. And both of those types of camps of people are hurting both science and Christianity. They're making Christians that are trying to make this big stand. They look stupid, yeah. and then they they hurt they hurt 
hurt it because they won't make scientists and other people think Christians are stupid, therefore well, making them less open to the gospel. Well, it's here, crazy. For the less intelligent people out there, I mean, let, let me just say where Christians go wrong, and I, I put myself in the category of less intelligent. It's just a simple way of putting it is what Thank happens— you for being honest. You're welcome. What happens in the church is when we see that science disproves something in the Bible from our vantage point— Instead of questioning our translation of the Bible or how we're perceiving the Bible, we just stand our ground and say, nope, that has to be wrong when, you know, scientific evidence is saying that it's right. And we're saying, well, we just don't believe it, where we've got to second guess our limited ability to perceive God's word. Now, I do believe that the ultimate truth that the Bible uh, emits, um, I think, is superior to any truth. But I think that the main problem is our uh, inability to be able to, um, you know, get the whole picture from the Bible. So let's face it, we have an infinite God that is communicating to finite people in a finite book. Now, when I say finite book, I mean there's a beginning and an ending to your Bible. You look at it, there's a beginning and ending. God, there is no beginning and ending. So you have to realize the limitations of the Bible. It's everything God wants us to have, but is not completely exhaustive with everything there is to know. Yeah, I'm just saying that this stuff, you know, it it just, it doesn't help. First of all, it's not a thing of intelligence. I'm not saying if you're smart enough, you'll believe like me. I'm saying it's a heart-conditioned situation where Christians like to say they're Republican. They like to say they're anti-this, and, and that causes trouble and harm to other people and therefore diminishes the power of the gospel. That's the problem. I have. It's not, it doesn't matter if you're smart or not. You can be very smart or very stupid. You don't have to engage in that tribalism team mentality where to beat down the other team immediately. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I think no, I agree, man. We, we, you know, I, I would, I would just, uh, I agree with that, and I would just add to that um, that I, th- I think that uh, Christians and everyone, we, we have a real uh, difficulty uh, admitting that we might be wrong. Um, you know, that's just kind of part of uh, what it is to be human, um, and I think that uh, it, it kind of. St- and like I said, I, I wouldn't say that this is something that's specific to young earth creationist uh, Christians and something that I'm immune from uh, because I'm so holy. Uh, I, I think that uh, it's a it's a pride issue, ultimately. Um, and uh, that's something that I, I really, you know, I think that if we uh, took, uh, you know, Philipp- if we as Christians uh, tried really hard to take, uh, like Philippians talking about the nature of Christ uh, more to heart and, and his humility, uh, we wouldn't see issues like this uh, about a whole range of things, not just evolution, but, uh, you know, some of the things that uh, you guys are mentioning, some of the other political and, and real drag down uh, debates that we get in that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, the, the way we're talking seems as if our faith is on the line when really it's a, it's a very external fringe issue within, uh, you know, a completely separate field of fol- politics or science. Yeah. yeah. Well, I let mean, me let me ask a question here, so, and this will be for Tyler and then Matt, too. You can chime in as well. But what, since we're talking about evolution, so you guys are fine with us starting out as whatever, some single-celled organism, and eventually that getting more and more to where it became a fish, and then it walked out of the water at different points, and I know... Matt, Where are those fish with the legs? And then, you know, eventually, from, from a single-celled organism, we became human, and God that was God's plan the whole time. What is the... And I'm really asking this question, not to challenge you guys, but what is the actual evidence where you, that makes you guys feel so confident that evolution is uh, more accurate than just a... 
a creator. And and second part B, to add on that, do y'all just believe then that Adam and Eve is just a story and not true? Now, or well, first ahead. of all, Let, I've I've gone on record as saying I'm probably, uh, I think the. From my faith point of view, I'm probably more of a seven day creationist than, than probably than probably you or Joey are. I think y'all probably believe in a older Earth, whatever. What I'm saying is the two don't intersect for me. If you're looking at uh, trying to make predictions about genetics and follow models and theories, then the evolutionary model works. I have no care for it. I don't believe I love it. It's so awesome. I support it. I fight for it. That's not the point. The point is it's an effective tool. And then, so it doesn't have anything to do with necessarily Tool what I believe about the universe, <laughs> like, or, or about the universe, yes, but about God's action in the universe. My, the fact that I'm a Christian is a miracle. The fact that Jesus raised from the dead is a miracle. I don't need scientific explanations for those because they're mm-hmm. supernatural. So when it comes Preach to talking it, about, when it comes to talking about the natural, I'm fine with the natural uh, evidence and wisdom and whatever works and the evolutionary. Theory, just like gravitational theory, is simply the the one that works the best. That's well, let me all. ask you guys this. Let, let, let Tyler answer this question okay. too. Tyler, what's the evidence? Like that's that's what I think Christians want to know. Like they like I, most people I come into contact that disagree, they go, "There's no evidence for it. You can't prove it, or or it just isn't true. It's just a theory." That's all yeah. ridiculous stuff. Oh, right? I've never I never heard any of that before. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, really quickly because I hear that a lot. You know that this. Uh, the the molecules to man thing and just how ridiculous it is and one thing that I like to bring up to people is that we we that that mm-hmm. theolo- just theologically that it's not really that far off I mean every single one of us individuals started out as a single cell uh, when we were first conceived and and you know my wife and I just had a baby uh, and with the ultrasounds and just reading about all the different stages in development. Um, uh, you know, we started off very small and through some of our uh, fetal developments, there were times that we looked really weird, uh, you know, before we were born. Uh, I'm not going to say that we were fish or anything like that, but, uh, you know, definitely uh, there's 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 a process there. And that is uh, in the Bible. God talks about forming us in the womb and everything. That's something that um, uh, that we know God is involved in if we if we trust uh, those words of Scripture. Um, and yet scientifically, we, we, we see that it's a, it's a sort of strange, uh, it's a natural process. So I think that really, if we're being honest with ourselves and recognizing that, that it's really, uh, you know, how different is it that we started out as something very small uh, in the grand scheme of life uh, as yeah. he was uh, creating everything? Uh, real quick, I'll just mention, um, you know, there, there's a lot and there's definitely, you know, I'll just say tons of information out there. Uh, if you, you know, want to Google the evidence for common descent or evidence for evolution. Um, but I think just a few basic things that are really easy to, to grasp is, uh, you know, you look at the fossil record, you see um, uh, that, uh, you know, layers of rocks stacked on top of each other. That just kind of makes sense. Okay, as we go, we're going deeper, these rocks are probably older um, than the ones that are on top of them. That makes sense. And as we uh, look through there and all across the world, you know, scientists are exploring these different layers. We see that uh, life in the past looked very different than, than life today. Um, and the deeper we go into the past, we see that life looks more and more different. And eventually we get to where there's nothing but, you know, little tiny, uh, you know, trilobites and things swimming around and no big mammals and no, certainly no humans or anything like that. So uh, just a hypothesis, hypothesis that you could make based on that is, okay, the life that we have today is somehow related to this older life that's more simple um, and not around anymore. 
So uh, that life must have, you know, over a very long time changed into the life forms that we see today. And then uh, through the field of genetics and uh, and just comparing different anatomies of animals and whatnot, we see a lot of similarities there too, especially genetically. I mean, we can see um, in uh, closely related animals like, uh, for example, this is the really touchy one, but humans and chimpanzees, uh, we see uh, basically a history there. I mean, there's uh, these things called uh, endogenous retroviruses. They're basically uh, marks of uh, genetic viruses that an ancestor uh, had at some point um, in its history, and it left a mark in its genome, and that was passed on to its, uh, not the disease, but just that marker was passed on to its offspring. We find those same uh, uh, marks in the human genome as we do in, uh, in, in chimpanzees and the and the genome of those animals, which is pretty strong evidence that we shared a common ancestor and that ancestor passed those marks onto both of us. Uh, whereas just if, if those were created, uh, you know, specially created uh, creatures, then that would beg the, you know, raise the question, well, why did God do that? Why did God put these uh, these marks of an ancient virus that never actually happened in the same place of these two specially created animals. Hey, and, and just to clarify that, that, that's in a DNA sequence that is just unbelievably massive. Everybody knows how significant and large and, and, spe- and that is. And these things are very, it's like finding a very, very bizarre uh, word typo mistake thing in, in a piece of literature uh, that was just thousands and thousands of volumes long, and then finding the exact same one in the exact same spot in something that people thought had no relation, but clearly you would say, oh, well, there's something going on here that they would have the same thing. Yeah, but peop- when, when people say that basically um, why would God go to all those measures to make something appear that way, that, that means nothing to me because if you go <laughs> if you go to the Garden of Eden, he made two people that were in their 30s or or whatever, and they appeared to have been first babies, then they grew up as kids, then they grew up as teenagers, and they they were an adult. Right. If we look at at two adults, we would say, well, they used to be a baby, obviously, because now look at them. Well, God made Adam and Eve, and that that wasn't the case at all. That stuff is so stupid to me. Like, I I have no problem with looking at this. You're not saying it's stupid. You're saying you're saying that the idea of saying that God wouldn't do something that wasn't logical is you you don't agree with that, which I agree with you. But yeah. you don't think the stuff that he and I just said is stupid. You think that's completely, obviously logical. You, I mean, it's only because you think well, maybe it threatens something that you would find any need to challenge basic, obvious logic. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm talking about that specific thing. When people say, "Why would God do such and such?" I'm just like, "Why? Why would God do most of the stuff?" No, but does? I'm saying you don't have to even talk about God when you say that. You just look at the the DNA stuff and you go, "Well, you know, the most logical, simplest explanation for this is common ancestry." And then you would go, therefore uh, expect. See, I don't buy that. All right, first of no, all, no, no, no. You, you're you're not understanding even in no. any way what we're saying if you don't if you don't buy that that retrovirus no, in that certain spot. No, when, in the no, I do understand that, but that. you keep saying logic and yeah, logic. I mean, come on, <laughs> I, I can say logically. Where are the where are Joey? The, you're not making any sense at all. I, you're not letting me talk. <laughs> uh oh, I told you it's going to get heated. You're I not told even, you. I'm not making sense. Joey, you're, not letting you're, me talk. you're trying to. You're, here, you're about here. to say something not related to what we were talking about. Okay. Well, I wanted to respond just to uh, Joey. Was, was it you that brought up the thing about Adam and Eve and and the the age? Yeah. 
I, I would just say, you know, and I, I definitely see where you're uh, coming from there, but, uh, you know, I would ask you, do you think that Adam and Eve uh, were created mm-hmm. with, with scars, you know, on them or, or some mark of some, uh, you know, past trauma that didn't actually happen? Um, because that's kind of what we're talking about. We're not just talking about uh, that, that, you know, God created something very complex uh, in terms of DNA that looks like, well, it must have just taken a long time to uh, form, you know, so so obviously the universe is 14 billion years old. We're, you know, what I'm saying and what, and what the evidence is that there was actually a trauma that happened that left this mark there. And I think that, uh, you know, it seems that that God wouldn't have done that. Just just sort of made that up of uh, 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 something that never actually happened. So I, I think the equivalent would be more like Adam having a scar on his chest or a scar on his arm uh, for you know when he was originally made. That that's sort of the equivalent of what we're thinking about. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah, you would agree that. that that's yeah. All right. So I'm gonna say something, and maybe it'll be edited because it's a really asshole remark. But I love the heck out of Matt Carter. But Matt, I think you're really arrogant <laughs> with all of this stuff because you say I don't make any sense and you don't even let me talk. And Joey here's, is heated. He, here's what I'm saying is when He's not pe- even eating. When people say, oh, that's not even logical, well, the other side can say that's not even logical. For example, now... Do, no, no, but no, oh, I, was Matt, saying, I can't go with the sides. There's no sides. We're not talking about sides. You're talking... I'm, I, Okay, all, so gotta, Matt gets to make all the calls. Gravy, in, green no, beans, look, I'm not, make, I'm not doing that. I'm saying you're trying to go somewhere that w- is not where I'm trying to go. I'm not saying a side. I'm not saying that. And I'm sorry if I sound arrogant. I'm not saying educated. I'm not saying that stuff. What I'm saying is we're talking about a specific thing here about a thing that just makes sense to okay, us. Okay, well then when and you talk about And you're trying to things, talk about a different logic. thing and there's a side to it. And that's not, that's just, we're not doing that. So it's, it's Don't say logic then. What? Don't say then that's just logical because no, that no, make because sense no, no. To prove uh, your it, point, Joey, Joey, they're not understanding something here. I'm not trying to say you're dumb. This is I'm saying, awesome. I'm saying that if you if you found a computer and on it was a file, an MP3, and it was a demo that you made in 1992, right? right. And then you went to Australia and in a junkyard found another computer, and you found a that same demo that you never knew anybody else had seen or heard before, and it was on a laptop in a junkyard in Australia, you, would, you wouldn't say, well, you know, God made it that way. You would say, log- all I'm saying is logically, you would say, well, there must be some connection here. We better figure out. There, there must be, there's some time when this file was shared. There was some way, somebody put this on here. Something happened here. And that's all we said. So that, I would say it is logical to say that there's some connection there to that computer. And you would say something like, probably, that, you know what I mean? So there was a, there's an explanation behind that that probably makes sense. And so then you look farther into it. I didn't, there's no, nobody's going to argue with that. That is logical. That's not sides. That's not anything. And so you're I trying to now jump and say, well, there's a, that's, what, that's all the same thing with the genetic marker is in the, in the monkey. So, of course, it's logical to say that we had a common ancestor based on that. Like, it's a logical thought to, I mean, I'm not saying it's even the right answer or explanation. There may be another one, but that would clearly be the direction if you were just looking at it objectively that would be the most logical. That's all I I'm agree saying. with what you're saying, but what I have a problem with is when someone, it, it's the same as predestination free will. 
take someone, point at a scripture, say, oh, there you go. Take another scripture, point at that one, say, oh, there you go. And we act like everything is just mutually exclusive. You can, if we could have a smart guy on the podcast right now that is complete creationist, and he could have a complete rebuttal for exactly not necessarily. Yeah, no, let one. me let me change that. Let me say change that. Not a rebuttal because what you're saying is logical, but he could have a logical um, point on the other side. Even though you don't want to say sides, that that basically just throws all this stuff up in the air as far okay. as we don't know. And I I'm, don't have a problem with a Christian believing in evolution at all. That does not bother me. Right, but I'm saying first of all, the, why, why I'm saying side, people think, well, you're obviously on the evolution side. I'm telling you, I I'm fine with seven day creation, young Earth. I'm fine with that. I, I think that's probably, if you ask me what the the best explanation is, I would based on my faith in the Bible, I would give you that. Like, the Bible says it, so I'm just going to believe it. I do believe yeah. that. However, when we're when you're zooming in talking about a paramecium or an ape or this or that, whatever, I'm definitely, the anything logical scientifically there, I'm, I'm 100% for it. I don't feel the need to, to say, wait a minute, i got to watch out here. i got to poke holes in this. So if gravity, for instance, challenged something about the Bible, do you know how many people, how many Christian websites there would be that had all this evidence of how gravity wasn't true? You know what I'm saying? Like that, the, all, all, all of the, all of the stuff against science is like this overly goofy stuff where you try to find holes and then, then make it into these big points, like a documentary film or something. It, and there would be, you could do that with anything. It's just this has all the heat on it, and it doesn't. It yeah. just doesn't need it. It doesn't need the heat. Hey, Tyler, we're running late on time. I know you got to get out of here, but do you have time for one more question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, what, and, and my language sounds, uh, way less scientific than you guys. Cause I have a hard time, um, with these sorts of concept, concepts, but I read a long paper on basically how intricate, uh, each species is made to where it's so specified for life. Rick Warren wrote this. Go ahead. Now, if you alter it in any way, it's not able to live. So basically this scientist is saying that if, if you alter what makes a fish live and maybe like going from a gill to a lung, it's so specified for a fish to be able to live. You alter it. They die off. They don't just go from, you right. know, let me, let me ask that in a, in a even, in an even better way. And I'll let Tyler answer. Cause here's one of the biggest problems that I have with logically with evolution would be, you know, how birds have hollow bones so that they can fly. Right. Well, and it would be a very weak, fragile arm evolutionarily long before it was a good wing so to speak you know what i'm it saying be so, better yeah. yeah or the human eyes that one of the, the common ones that seems uh, like a strong argument like how would all of those things develop because you, it need all it needs all of the parts before it could work and then all of those intermediate stages of an eye would be useless until all of a sudden it had all of the parts so that one kind of hangs me up sometime what's the answer for that yeah, no, those those are really good uh, uh, questions. And even when uh, Charles Darwin, ooh, uh, when he wrote his uh, his book, uh, that was one of the things that he, uh, you know, called one of the the main criticisms that could be leveled against his his theory. Um, but uh, yeah, what you guys, um, you know, what might be helpful in, in understanding that is that uh, is how slowly evolution works, um, as theorized, you know, by by scientists. No scientist is saying that sort of a fish would get together with another fish and they would, you know, have, have a, a mouse uh, for a baby or something. Um, we're talking about millions of generations over billions of years 
um, is how slowly these these transitions happen. So basically, it's like uh, we we see this with with our own children with with. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have pets uh, or ever bred animals or, or anything like that, but uh, you can see that it, that a an offspring of, of two parents can be slightly different than uh, than its parents. It but wouldn't a hollow, wouldn't a more weaker hollow arm be selected against as opposed to forward selected until it became a wing? Yeah, well, um, you know, if you look at uh, kind of even today, um, and this uh, pertains to the eye as well, we see sort of uh, even today intermediaries uh, of birds. Uh, there are flightless birds. There are even uh, in New Zealand, uh, there's a, a flightless parrot that basically looks just like a parrot, but it can't fly, uh, called the kakapo. Um, uh, but obviously there's ostrich and emus and very large flightless birds as well. Um, so I, I would imagine, and I'm not an expert in bird evolution, but just off of what, I, what little I do understand and know about evolution, I, I would imagine it sort of went that way. It went uh, with flightless birds that maybe found uh, some advantage in having feathers and maybe help them run or help them uh, protect from predators or whatnot. Um, and then uh, slowly uh, the, the, there were an offspring that was lighter and uh, gain the ability of maybe hovering or uh, being able to, mm -hmm. you know, flutter off the ground a little bit and eventually uh, flight arose that way. Uh, with the eye, we see a lot of intermediaries going down to, um, you know, uh, insects and lower life forms that have uh, basically just like a patch of cells that can detect the light. Um, and then there's obviously the whole range of eyes in, um, in, in the, the animal kingdom, uh, some that are much more developed than ours, some that are, uh, are not developed at all. So we can see how uh, nature could potentially select for that uh, based on uh, the environment and the type of animal that, mm -hmm. uh, th that is using that eye, whether they're a predator that needs their eye or, or a prey that's maybe in a, a low light environment or whatnot. Yeah, well, that, that's a decent answer to that. I still think there, it's still difficult to swallow sometimes, but I don't think we can totally understand it all. Of course, you know, I mean, of course, there's there even you could even acknowledge that there's holes in evolutionary theory and stuff that will be changed or refined uh, in the future, and it may look different in a hundred years than it looks now, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that there's uh, th there's definitely you know still a lot of questions out there that that uh, scientists have, but I think that it is... you think scientists uh, should that, have a little more humility in when they speak to people of faith when, and say, hey, do you think they should do a better job of being uh, having humility? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I, I think just based on my understanding of science that, that, yeah, it should come from a humble standpoint, that it should be... Um, this is why this is what we think, and this is why we think it. This is the evidence that that uh, we have, and not necessarily like this is you know I'm right and you're wrong, so shut up. Mm -hmm. um, but I I think that scientists kind of have a tough job in that they um, have sort of been fighting the same battle now for like uh, you know fifty or sixty years of of things that have scientifically oh this is what i wanted to mention just real quick about science that it can't necessarily prove something but it's very good at disproving things you guys right. have sort of mentioned that as well has how science has changed so uh, um you know it, it, it's a very difficult thing to say that the earth is you know only a few thousand years old like there's a lot of evidence that's sort of disproven that idea and i think that's kind of the perspective that scientists are coming from where they feel uh very uh, defensive and, and uh maybe a little irritated that this keeps coming up um the people are challenging them not based on the scientific evidence, but based on uh, a religious view that, uh, you know, and I can sort of sympathize.
as with that, why that would make them frustrated. Obviously, um, you know, if they're Christians, and we, we as Christians are called to uh, not return evil for evil and, and to not get upset about that, but if they're they're not Christians, I can certainly see in their humanness well, why that would uh, be annoying. But and they become defensive and so on and so forth. Yeah, and I think Christians do the same thing. I think I just think, obviously, they're both, both sides of the, the loud mouth voice pieces of both of this sides if you will really cause the problem and let people don't allow for people in the middle to uh be okay with stuff that's obviously okay so it's super rare to find people like you that maybe can just take and learn from you know both the bible and science so we appreciate you being on and sharing that with us I, yeah, actually, and I, actually, I, I would just say, uh, sorry, uh, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I just wanted to say, you know, just kind of to wrap up my own thoughts uh, that I really appreciate um, your guys' perspective and everything. And I think the most important thing uh, in Christians discussing this issue is to, um, you know, feel free to discuss. Like, obviously, I love, uh, you know, the, the, the discussing Genesis and the scientific evidence and whatnot. That's why I do what I do. But ultimately, the things that we agree on, you know, what the gospel is and how important it is, uh, that we agree that God is the ultimate creator. We may disagree about how long it took him or, or how exactly he did it, but that God is the ultimate creator. He is ultimately in charge of everything and that the Bible is true. Maybe we disagree on interpretations of a passage here and there, but the, the Bible is God's truth. It's his ultimate revelation of who he is, uh, who man is, and what our relationship is uh, to be between the two of us. So, Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, Your well, Christianity and, and belief in Jesus and the Bible is not questioned here whatsoever, so thank you. Not at all, man. Yeah. We appreciate your time, friend. Which is, yeah, it's really interesting, too, because, I mean, like, as we all know, the um, like I was reading this article, y'all probably read it, that they have actually discovered that evolutionary research causes uh, cancer in lab rats, so just don't teach it to our kids. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Thank you, Tyler. Hey, Tyler, real quickly, what's the, what's, don't you have a book? What's the name of your book, bud? Okay, so my book is called Reoriented. It's not about evolution at all. It's actually about uh, Christianity and homosexuality. It's just a novel that sort of explores uh, that topic uh, from just a variety of different perspectives within Christendom, not uh, really saying, like, this is how you should uh, think about that topic or whatnot. Um, uh, But, yeah, it's just a really short novel, uh, easy to read, and... um, yeah, I guess I just figured I didn't have enough conflict in my life with the evolution thing, so I thought it's <laughs> all right. So visit godofevolution.com and follow Tyler and the stuff that he does. He's awesome, intelligent that guy. Thanks great, for being great on. podcast, man. Yeah, man. All right, thank you guys so much. Take care. Thank you. So Tyler, Frankie, everybody. I, re- yeah. I, I really enjoy Tyler's uh, art- the way he articulated, uh, clearly said his thoughts, and also. Uh, total Christian, sold out to Jesus. That's just really, really interesting that there's no war or agenda outside of Jesus. It's like, hey, I have a brain, and God's called me to use it this way, and that, that's yeah. okay. I think that's really neat. Hey, yeah. let me let me take a second, and I want to apologize to Joey because I, I, I know this is true about me. People say that it feels like I'm talking down to them, and if so, that is really bad because it's it's what causes this conflict that i think we have when scientists especially try to diminish other people that don't know as much i think that causes people to want to react to it and bolster their side i'm i am guilty of doing that myself i'm not trying to intellectually uh dominate or even with tone of voice that's a that's a bad approach but that shows me getting frustrated because I don't even, I'm not even, not even trying to argue. But anyway, I apologize for that, Joey. That I that I come across that way. I do that. To oh, everybody. that's all right, man. I, I was mean. really scared for a little while. <laughs> that was really intense. No, it no, was. It wasn't for me. That's just my general irritation voice. But yeah, it's you know, like I said, this well, is just I, the whole. I, 
but I think a problem is is you are definitely smarter in science. Um, I can't articulate myself as well with science, but I I have studied a lot of the same stuff you're he studying. Sat beside a guy in school. No, yeah, but I've but again, you have to really take into account the. Uh, the bias that you bring to this and that the Joey's people that are working again. against evolution bring to this. It's a very strong bias and it's He's very doing it apparent. Again. To me, I feel a really strong bias coming off of people when they're trying to pick holes at something. I mean, th- science doesn't do that. That's not what science is even trying to do. So when somebody's trying to pick a hole at something, that's it's a weird thing. It's not The issue that useful. I don't like when you – here's where – let me jump in here. What I don't like when you say that, the science isn't trying to do that, that you're, you are 100% correct. The idea – of science, the tool of science does not. But as we all know, humans are the ones that are some. We are hearing. We address humans that are the one that are. Uh, we're all adhering. People. We're all adhering to science, and so we mess it up, and we do create agendas. No matter what, you cannot escape the philosophical side of science. That a certain person at any point can use what they believe against another person and that's that's always going to be that's why no matter what there is no pure science on earth no I mean, but just I'm because you say oh you know what this better is better at we... falsifying science science is better at falsifying science than non-scientists are and it's a sure but i but but i think a lot of times it doesn't you, need you, somebody from the outside coming in saying hey i can falsify your science but that's such an easy statement to say like oh man that. you know what science all they will ever want to do is prove themselves no, wrong no, scientists no, all, the, all they ever want to do is prove thing. themselves wrong that's not true Yes, they it don't is want true. to always prove themselves wrong. They always want to have their name attached to us. And a let's theory. not let's not prove. No, no, yeah. no, no. Everybody, you know, if you any other scientist would want to not prove another sure. scientist wrong. If a yeah. scientist today comes up with an awesome theory, he doesn't want it disproven. He wants to go, man. No, I'm the one not. that figured out about asteroids being able to come near the Earth and us hop on them. Or something. Yeah, but the theory if it's not of asteroid true, jumping. But if it's not true, that that every other scientist in the world would get his name published by disproving this other guy. No, every other scientist in the world wants to take a selfie with that scientist because they think it's cool because they're no. humans and that's the way they. Yeah, of course, no. that I definitely believe that we are no, supposed like humanity is supposed to study science. I think the Earth is placed in a perfectly. I don't believe Matt's apology to you earlier either. Okay, I, I think Earth is postured perfectly um, to be able to study stuff. And let's not forget, uh, science basically started. In, the, in those scientists' minds to study God's creation. They weren't Not, thinking, okay, hey, look, let's look. disprove God. Amen. Amen. Look, N- Newton, was a, Newton was a guy who worked for the church. He came up with the Fig whole Newton. background of physics. He set the whole Fig Newtonian Newton. universe up. Then uh, Albert Einstein is famous because he showed how Newton was wrong. Okay, so what, what, he what? what do you have to say? About, all that Einstein did was show that Newton was not right. So uh, that's that's his whole thing. That's what Einstein did. That was amazing. Right, and he I don't have a problem to, with science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now here's where I, so what I'm saying is Christian, science is Galileo, Christian, he, Kepler. You don't. Ke- no, Christian. I know. But I'm saying you don't need somebody from the outside going in to prove Newton's wrong. Einstein, the scientist, did that on scientific merit alone, and it was good for him and science. And Newton would be so thrilled about it. Right. Here's the you know thing: I mean? is you you know the average sixth grader that's paying attention in class right now is smarter than Plato. I mean, not because. Well, yeah, has more knowledge. Yeah, has has more accurate has more knowledge. Accurate knowledge. Yeah, yeah right. could so, prove Plato to be an idiot, and Plato would be thrilled about that. Like, right. like he'd be so excited about the advancement. It's I don't not, know who's thrilled to be an idiot. I'm just saying. Here, here's the thing: while Matt's doing his well, thing, while he's doing that, the diabolical <laughs> metaphysicists of the structural uh, cellular 
uh, body on the of... one side, <laughs> on the other side. Here's the thing I don't understand. He, he talks about Einstein, right? Oh, man, all Einstein. Matt's view seems really lofty. Like, oh, man, Einstein, all he wanted to do was just prove this. Except there's tons of also uh, r- stuff about Einstein talking about God and not God and bringing that right, in. We're, so we're, right. th- that, that's what I, we're still talking here. But I'm just saying your ideas, Matt, are a little too lofty. Like it feels like it, it, it uplifts science as this awesome thing that's just uh, always lifts, so I'm great just, and always – hold on, let me finish. And always so good and, all the, and the scientists are so good. And Einstein, man, all he wanted to do was just this. But then also there's written stuff uh, – all over the place about how Einstein didn't believe in God or why this would this or this or maybe he did believe in God and all that stuff. So I'm just saying the human aspect you cannot separate from it, which I'm okay with, but I'm not gonna sit there and go, man, Christianity is just pure evil because they're saying the scientists are wrong. Oh, and this of science, not. man, they're 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 being bu- scientists are being bullied by the Christians and it's just not fair. No, uh, I'm, all I'm saying is yeah, everybody's saying. Hard, the, the fringes of this are the hard position is the one that you and I have that's the hard one to have. The easy one to have is these people have an agenda and we're going to fight it. That is causes a problem. It hurts the gospel and it I hurts agree. science. So that that's what I'm saying. And I'm what I'm saying is even when I hear you guys talk, I'm feeling a general bias when you when you want to go against one thing. I don't know. It just it to me I can smell. Well, why people. don't I have gills? <laughs> <laughs> it just it just feels funny. It doesn't need defending, and it do, I'm just saying science doesn't need Christians to poke a hole in it. It's it, it's more efficient at doing that itself, and that's for some reason you don't you don't seem to agree with that. But that it's science is the best tool for proving science wrong that you could have, and Christianity doesn't need to do it. It's not a necessary thing. Isn't Jesus the best scientist then? Uh, I don't. Is not Jesus aware the Jesus, number one scientist ever? Jesus, the man that walked the earth, didn't. Uh, engage in science per se. So you're calling but our as Lord the creator and Savior of the universe died for you stupid. As as it ca- pertains to Ignorant. Jesus, the ruler and creator of science, who was there from the beginning, then yeah, he's definitely he's the. So you'd rather I mean, you would rather hang out with Jesus or Einstein? I'd rather hang out with Jesus, of course. I just don't believe you. I mean, I don't have any allegiance to science. I don't need it. That's what I'm saying. My, it's, it's somehow people are taking my point of view to say, but I'm pro science. I don't. I don't even need to be. I don't. I'm not. Matt Matt thinks that the you know the miracle of the fish and the five loaves by the time it got to the end like the five or eight thousand people that the fish had turned into actual humans and they were hey let, let's people. talk about that for a second now <laughs> I am the I'm the biggest purveyor of believing in miracles of anybody I know I think more things are miraculous than most people do I have no desire to say that miracles that God did have some kind of like better explanation that to me cheapens miracles. I 100% believe in miracles. <laughs> Don't yeah. y'all? So yeah, why would do, you need to I, say why would you need to say the east prevailing wind helped the red sea part and we actually find that that's crazy to me. I, I want it to be a miracle cuz there's no agree reason with not there. to. I just so see I think miracles. it cheapens it to say it's a, uh there's a reason behind it and I mean that 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 whole movement's weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it almost shows that God is more powerful with a miracle that He can step into any moment uh, of our existence and do something miraculous, as opposed to yeah, well, He just used this crazy wind and that's what made the water you know, the water part, or it was just this weird earthquake that you know caused this or whatever. So uh, yeah, it's like I, like I totally just think agree. about this like the if you're talking about the supernatural, that's unbelievable. It's magic. It's miracle. It's all these things that God alone can do. Well, I guess demons can do some supernatural stuff, but. You know, it's this, that that's separate from the natural. And, and when you're talking about the natural, I think you're free to explore it in its fullest. Uh, there's no problem with that. Just whatever. But when we're talking about a miracle, 
hey, uh, and I believe in miracles because I am a Christian. I'm saved. That's a miracle. That's not, that is not logical. It's not scientific. That's not, I'm not a Christian because of a scientific process. I'm a Christian because of a supernatural miracle that God performed in me. So obviously miracles are true, so I got no problem with the Red Sea part miraculously. I'll just never forget that how mad you and Joey were at each other on this podcast. <laughs> I will never forget that. I was scared. I was worried. I was frightened. I was, in, I was experiencing doubt. I thought it was going to be over. Poor Tyler. He was over there. I mean, just, I mean, I promise I took my mic away from my mouth and I said words <laughs> I have not said in 10 years. I've used, I used profanity because I was so scared. Off mic, I said words that if I repeated them right here, it would probably prove evolution that there was no God because <laughs> a human shouldn't say the words that I said because I was so scared that you guys would never be friends again. Wow. Joey's still mad. No, right? I'm not. His head, because you can see his skin because Joey evolutionarily. <laughs> Came his DNA was weaker. He was a part of the weaker strand of DNA that could not. He grow is hair. lucky to have survived. There's a lot of selection pressure against this, against Joey. Yeah. I agree. But uh, he is still angry, Matt. I think it might take some off air. Uh, you know, send Joey. I don't apologize for it. Can you send Joey a Hardy's gift certificate, <laughs> a McDonald's, whatever it takes to Joey? How much right. are you gonna take? Taco. Taco. How much? Taco Bell. How many dollars, buddy? Um, just uh, just ten dollars. <laughs> Ten dollars. So if we can, let's move on. Let's move on to some truth. Y'all want some truth? Can yeah. we? I think after yeah. hearing the lies of the, the liberals, I'm ready for some truth. All right, yeah. let's hear some real truth. In a world ravaged by scientists who want to steal. You from the very pearly gates of heaven right into the fiery pits of worm-eating hell. <laughs> <laughs> I come to you tonight, Toby Morrell. Well, it is tonight. Uh, for, you might wear wherever you're listening. It might be morning or whatever. But uh, thank you for joining the news. This is News with Toby. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great. I'm doing great, Toby. So um, the first I'm news starting story. The news. The first news story today, we have a bunch of emails of questions that they want answered on this. Uh, That's not the news. Do you okay. want to let Joey nope. get do it, do his 15 seconds? No, nope. you continue? go ahead. No, you go ahead. Have your 15 seconds. I think we proved last time how stupid you are with news. No, all I'm saying <laughs> is that there's a bunch of questions that have been turned in of people a, that want... There's uh, a bunch of Reese's Pieces beside you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, do you like uh, these questions are directed at you, Toby? These are for me. These are for I'm, you. Concerning my news. Uh, yeah. So the fans are just wild about my news, and they're even sending questions about it. Well, now. let's okay. hear what they had to say. I'm curious. Do you I'm like excited? Do you like granola cereal with or without raisins? Uh, without raisins. Okay. I love granola cereal. I don't care for the raisins. Okay. Do you remember the fifty nine seventy nine ninety nine menu at Taco Bell? Uh, Taco Bell was around in fifty nine. No, no, no! It was a menu. Oh, the fifty-nine. Oh, I see. <laughs> Seventy-nine ninety-nine cents. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, you introduced me to that. Do you think Kmart is washed up? Yeah, the one in Charleston closed. All right. When you have monkey butt, do you look for wipes? <laughs> well, evolutionists would call that human butt. All right. Well, that concludes our news for today. 
That's not Thank the, you. No, 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 that's not our news for today. That was just the you. You said you want to ask me questions. No, but that's what the people wanted to know. We no, report well, I, for the I, people. I answered the questions. Now I'm going to report the news. The right. Truth. That was news. People wanted to know Toby's personality. They, you're a horrible news broadcaster. They don't want to know what you're bringing to the table. They I, just want to know more about. I you. loved it. Immediately flashback. Joey looked exactly like 11 year old Joey when he said monkey butt. He was so happy and joyful when he said that. It was <laughs> all right. We'll continue with your news. So but Joey, I've got a lot of Joey, let me let me. Explain a little bit to you, Joey. Toby may not have, let's say, good pronunciation skills. <laughs> he may not be able to read aloud. He's not good with foreign names, and maybe he doesn't have the most engaging stories. But Toby brings the truth, and he brings the truth to the people, and everybody Amen. loves him for Thank it. Thank you, okay? man. That, so that's I think a you wonderful just need compliment. To, so you need to just understand that. Yeah, well. You don't get it, do you? Muslims say that they bring the truth. Okay, so. Edit. To the news. Um, okay. New Mexico man blames robbery on stomach scratch. This comes from AP. An Albuquerque man facing robbery and larceny charges says he merely scratched his stomach and didn't pull a gun when a grocery clerk handed him cash. Now, have you guys ever scratched your stomach in a line at the grocery store? I'm sure I have. Uh, yeah. If, if only. Did they, my, I've did they look at you and hand too. over all their money? Wow. <laughs> So That's he's saying basically claiming. that he was there and he was he he basically probably did rob or flash a gun or pretend to and and then to get out of it he's saying that no all I was doing was scratching my stomach and the guy misinterpreted it. Yes, yeah. he, he said Patrick Silva told the police he only asked for change Sunday when a grocery store clerk thought he was robbing her and she handed him more than sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, so he really was? I mean, he, it really was a mistake. No. The cashier told authorities Silver threatened to shoot her if she didn't turn over the money during the robbery. <laughs> <laughs> he totally lied. Yeah, so he <laughs> they just found made him that in up. a nearby gas station lying in the bed of a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, man, my stomach was itching. I don't know what she's trying to say. Good Lord. All right, my next bit of news here is a woman. Matt, let me ask you a question. You like shopping at Ikea? I hate it. Well, I love it because that when we can go there, the Don't you like really those sausage cheap. balls, though? I thought that yeah, was Yeah, like the, the food is so cheap. You can get breakfast there for like $2. I love going there just to eat, but I hate, uh, you know, being there every second. I hate it. Joey, have you ever been to Ikea? I think once or twice. Yeah, in Seattle, it was it was way easy. There's one in Atlanta, but um, anyway, I, I like them myself. Uh, well, if our kids were a little older, you can drop your kids off, and then you can really shop, and it's really long. Ikea, I think, is a cool store. Anyway, a woman finds an IKEA bag, IKEA bags filled with human bones. What? What? Does that sound scary? Yeah. That's a little scary. This is from one of my favorite websites, Huffington Post, by the way. Uh, while on a visit to Klackenberga Church in southern Sweden in late July, Kika Carlin said she was shocked to find IKEA bags overflowing with human bones. Jeez. Carlin told the local, uh, that's the newspaper there, she was researching the ruins inside the church for an upcoming book when she found the bags containing about 80 skeletons, a sight she felt deeply unsettling. See, I think Would that freak you out if you, if you found like 80 bones in a church that you were just kind of visiting? It would, and I think, honestly... Like if you showed up, you're the pastor of our church, if you showed up on Sunday morning and there were 80 bones... On the stage area, would you be like, oh, no, this is it? Yeah, well, I don't know if I think this is it, but I would think there's, like, some Satanism or something going on. <laughs> now, I actually did show I think it's unfair Hold on, real that quickly, article. I did show up one time to church 
Um, and there were unbelievable bones there, but they were just chicken wing. Joey had beaten me there to church. Yeah. I think that that post is unfair for including Ikea's name in it. Like, usually when yeah, you include I, I a business yeah, in I, I mean, yeah. Ikea has nothing to do with that. Yeah, they had zero to do with it. I agree. Here's also the other weird part about this that I left out because I thought it was just wild that they wrote <laughs> they wrote this. With, I left this part out, but it says, while on a visit to Klackenberger, 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 <laughs> I don't know how you say that, church in Southern Sweden. No, you Sweden. don't know how to say it. That's okay, How though. do you say it? How do you say I don't it? know either, but you certainly don't, but that's uh, good. I like that church, church in, in southern Church in southern Sweden in late July, Kiki Carlin, <laughs> comma, an erotic author, <laughs> comma, says she was shocked to find and that, Isn't that weird that they would just put that in? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that was that, all. That, that, that was the only that's, mention of erotic Arthur. Uh, Ar- yeah, I, I know. Ar- that's author. because it's uh, that's what the media does. And, I mean, obviously we do that. We try to make catchy titles for our stuff. But they know having the word erotic, having the word Ikea, yeah. human bones, like that's going to get way more. It, you call it clickbait, I suppose. They know that p- more people are going to go there. And if you search erotic on the Internet, you're more likely to land on that article. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just or, or they it's know, really cheapening, uh, yeah. I think, journalism as a whole. But interesting story. Well, uh, let me let me clear it up where the bones came from. Actually, an archaeological group uh, had dug them up five years previous to study them because some of the bones were 500 years old. Uh, wow. And uh, so that is why, and they had just been left out. They said they were going to rebury them, and they just didn't. <laughs> That's very weird. That is super creepy. Isn't it crazy how, like, the human skull has had such a bad reputation? Like, there, it represents death and pirates and... All that stuff where it's actually one of the most helpful bones ever. Yeah, no, it's or the dang may- Maybe one of God's alive. most helpful creations. Yeah, I mean, it, it keeps you alive, brain, and we, s- we use it as a symbol of death. Yeah. It makes cool I, well, T-shirts that, and tattoos, though. Well, it's the same thing as the upside-down cross. That's actually what Peter wanted to do because he, out of respect to Jesus, he, he didn't think he was good enough to hang like Jesus did. So all these you know devil-worshipping groups that have an upside-down cross, it's worshipers. actually like... Yeah, they actually are respecting Jesus, saying he's pow- more powerful. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's really crazy. All right, my last news story here for today. Please let it be on turtles. Actually, it's about a dog. Oh, Man, I, 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 Joey is terrified and petrified sometimes around animals. That's not true. Yeah, His whole family is. That's not true. They are. Yeah, your whole family is is very. Me and Priscilla ve- are not afraid of dogs. Extremely well, scared. Priscilla is. Pris- yeah, I accidentally made a joke at Priscilla's expense, and she was. Frightened. She came to our house, and Maybell had kind of been barking. So we put Maybell in her crate. Uh, your wife showed up, just uh, knocked on the door. Uh, when I opened the door, I went, rawr, 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 and she went, ah! That's not <laughs> I promise. I'm is not Priscilla joking, really scared? Is Priscilla really scared of dogs, Joey? Uh, well, she's just had a. Uh, she's afraid of being in the neighborhood, walking or running, and a stray dog running up at her. But I don't know a lot of people who aren't afraid at all about that. I always get ready to kick a dog in the face. In fact, I yeah, was actually Joey's walking around. Yeah, that's first response when he sees an animal. If it, no, it's that's ready. not true. I, hey, I was actually walking around the neighborhood super early in the Looking morning. Looking for a dog to kick in the face. Super early in the morning, uh, talking to my accountability buddy. Uh, this is like three or four years ago, and a dog ran up to me, and it was like, it was persistently ferocious to where it was. Usually you can scare a dog away. This one was not scared away. Meanest so chihuahua I, ever. Keep going. I threw my coffee cup at it. <laughs> what happened? It, I don't know if it hit it or not. I couldn't tell, but it ran away. You were, you were running as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, did you scream? It was not much. Were, were you than a scared, dog. or did you do that out of anger? You, did it make you more mad, or you actually? No, it was. Frightened? It was either I get bit by this tiny little dog on my leg, or <laughs> I keep it from biting me. 
Matt, is your first response if you hear a dog bark to scream or to think I'm got to kick that thing in the face? I get no, my kicking. That wasn't my foot first reaction. Whenever I see, I'm just any. asking Matt a question. This isn't I was about trying you. to scare the dog. I'm away. asking Matt a question. Everything. Yeah, not no, about for you. me, Calm yeah, down. especially especially puppies because they have extra sharp teeth. So I'm really, really always ready to kick them in the face. Yeah, you know those cool posters that has like puppies kind of sleeping beside each other. Joey, oh, was yeah. all standing bes- I was standing beside him. He's like, I wish I could kick those mother in the face. <laughs> And I don't even know why. This last one comes also from my great friends at Huffington Post. I need to get some like some T-shirts or something from them. A uh, dog that walked thirty miles to get only to get rejected by their owner, now getting five star treatment at a new home. Doesn't that sound sad? Oh, is that so? He went. He got taken to a shelter and he escaped me, or something. Let me explain it to you. Ma Kettle. That's the name of this little doggy is an arthritic senior lab who walked 30 miles to try and go home only to be rejected by her former family once she arrived. (sighs) This is so sad. Ma Kettle's previous owner, who called her lady, died in 2012, Mm. leaving her homeless. She was adopted out of the Chautauqua County Animal (laughs) Shelter in Kansas. In Kansas but then given away again for not getting along with the family's new puppy. So this family adopted an older dog and then said, hey, let's get a new puppy. They're like, oh, they're not getting along. Let's keep the cute, adorable puppy. And let's, uh, you know, kind of in a, what is it, what's the word, a metaphorical way, kick this dog in the face, as Joey would say. <laughs> so uh, she, she got adopted again, but she escaped her third home, uh, walked back to the family with the puppy. But the journey ended with her being sent back to the shelter. Isn't that just heartbreaking? It really that is. is heartbreaking. Jerks. You know what's interesting? How though, in the, the world word? can a dog do find 30 miles away? How possibly? They don't evolution. know the roads. It's totally evolution. Yeah, definitely evolution. No chance it's not evolution. No chance. Have you ever thought about, what movie is it where it says, you can't say the word puppy without smiling. Say puppy. Puppy. See you smile. Have y'all seen that movie? I don't remember what the I movie I don't really from. spend time watching movies. I just try to work on Bad Christian. Okay. Yeah, I do. Anyway, isn't puppy a cute word? I think puppy is a cute word. I think little is a cute word. Think of it, little. That's a cute word. They're, I feel you like know. they're both trigger words to make you kick an animal. You know what's yeah, really th- funny is one time I was told in Sunday school uh, that the word spit was gross. Yeah. And to say saliva. <laughs> saliva is way worse. It's like saliva is yeah. a billion times worse than spit. Well, let me finish my news here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. No, it's. An, I want. Well, I just wanted to update you on the end. She actually was. Adopted and now lives in a great family with a lady. Heard about the story, got really sad. Um, so I thought that was just really awesome. Um, a lady named Barbara uh, Spencer Diachico, I think. Diachico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how she says it. Wait, found her a new home, and so a 65 year old lady adopted. The dog, and now she's going to live out her senior years. What's really sad is the picture shows the dog, and it's just massively slobbering out of both sides of its mouth. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, sick, sick. Anyway, all right, that's my news, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I I'll enjoyed have more it very much. later. All right, guys, thanks for joining this podcast. I don't even want to leave. I just want to stay here. And just well. You can stay, but we're going to stop recording. Don't forget, King's Kaleidoscope's new album is available for pre-order. You can get a song and start to hear it and and get a pre-order with a T-shirt. Vinyl is going to be awesome. It's going to be a great album. And also, 
And also, Emory is, has announced some tour dates and has some VIP packages on sale. Don't miss next week's podcast. We're going to have a monkey that used to be a fish on. <laughs> and he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot to say. <laughs>